Welcome to the uh, Progress with Unity podcast at the Beach Hill Book Cycle, and we have a full house in the studio this evening. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yeah, so we sent out a big invite, and everybody's turned up, and there's tea on, there's coffee on, there's cakes, there's biscuits. So we're having a, a whale of a time, and if you're out there in podcast land, you should have come and joined us. Anyway, there'll be another opportunity coming shortly for more people to come to the studio and join in with the conversations. Anyway, without further ado, let's get cracking on. Uh, obviously, uh, on Saturday, we uh, travelled off to Port Vale, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we couldn't grab the three points, and uh, we lost. And one of our... Members, Adam, how are you doing, Adam? Good, thanks. Yeah, he's done us a straight off the terrace report, so we'll have a little listen to this before we go any further. So, I just got back from the uh, Port Vale Wigan game, finished Port Vale 3, Wigan Athletic 2, and well, what can I say? Another brilliant spectacle of football again, just like last week. I'd go into the game, we got a, a poor record against Port Vale, not many goals, and uh, certainly didn't expect another five goal thriller like uh, away at Chesterfield last week. We only start playing at 2-0 down again. It's very disappointing. Uh, we couldn't pass the ball for the majority of the game. It was really, really poor from us, uh, admitted by Caldwell in his post-match interview. Um, so, yeah. Uh, first half, very uneventful. Wigan made two subs before half-time, which was surprising. Uh, Harris Vuk- Vukcic, whatever you say, <laughs> whatever you pronounce it as, uh, getting uh, subbed off due to injury, and uh, Donovan Daniels, not sure why he got subbed off, but he did look a bit shaky in the opening uh, 30 minutes of the game, and I think it was the right decision to take him off and bring on uh, Andy Kelly, I think it was. But yeah, um, Port Vale went 1-0 up, uh, very poor from Chris McCann. Uh, to be fair, he got the ball, flicked it over the defender, which was impressive in his own box, and then passed it straight to uh, Bright, uh, Grant, I think it was, and he great finish into the bottom corner. So we went into half-time 1-0 down and interesting to see how we how we'd set up second half. We looked really poor. Port Vale were a big threat. Not much chance in the first half from either team, but Port Vale certainly looked like the better team. But going into the second half, we started slow again. Lacked, lacked the cutting edge up in the final third and Port Vale got 2-0 up due to a, a scrappy goal from a corner and it was really poor defending, which was... a Probably our downfall in the game due to the lack of concentration in our own area and so on. But then 2-0 down, once again, Wigan Athletic, against the odds, just start playing some great football and we get a goal back with Chris Can. Great work in the box from Kevin Davis, uh, Craig Davis, uh, both play for Bolton. And uh, we got we get a goal back with Chris McCann. It was great work. Outstrength the defender on the wing, cut inside, and laid it off Chris McCann to power it home. And then after that, we continued the same. Uh, just such a high-pressure game, and we looked so threatful on the attack again. Greg had come on, Hawula, Davis, and uh, the front three really caused Port Vale problems. And from a corner from Jacobs and uh, Leon Burnett, once again, doing his thing in the opposition area, and uh, pull back to 2-2, and... I was thinking, surely we can't do this again. And it wasn't to be, unfortunately. Uh, we were pressing for a third, and a Port Vale counter. Uh, the strikers threw on goal, and Leon Barnett takes him down with a professional foul and gets sent off. Which, to be fair, taking him on for the team, it's good to see from Wigan Athletic players, unlike last year's season, where it looked like the team were playing for themselves. And uh, 
unfortunately from the free kick. Uh, got blocked by the wall and it was bounced around in the area and uh, Uche prods it home and uh, unfortunately it wasn't to be another fairy tale comeback but Wigan Athletic fair play for the fight and passion and last week really showed that even in the most impossible situations we can still get back into the game and it was really unfortunate we should have played a lot better and we were the masters of our own downfall in the end but on to next week we go Fleetwood tearing at home and uh Hopefully we can continue our unbeaten record at home and uh, push on in the league. Up the ticks. Excellent that, Adam. Um, before we go any further, Gareth, have you got some stats from the game for us, please? Yes, I have, Barry. The stats from the game, Port Vale versus Wigan Athletic. Possession, Port Vale 44%, the Latics 56%. Attempts, Port Vale managed 11, the Latics 9. Shots on target, Port Vale 5, Wigan 4. Port Vale had seven corners to Wigan's five, committed 12 fouls to Wigan's seven. They had three yellows, we had two yellows, sadly we got one red, and they won 3-2. Mm. Well with four, four uh, crew members around the table at the moment who went to the game on Saturday, Paul, Rob, Simon and Adam, uh, over to you for what being there, what, what, is, what did you make of it? I mean we've had a, Adam's report, is it pretty accurate? It's fair enough, yeah. Um, Donovan Daniels was playing like Paul Daniels. Or Jason Donovan. That's why he got hiked off. I just. We absolutely did not have a midfield in that first 40 minutes. I don't think we touched the ball in midfield. It, it, they just had free reign. Well, I know McCann went on and scored, but for their first goal, oh, he, he, he did the R part of getting the ball nice little chip over the defender, uh, attacker. And just clear it. You know, don't try and play it out of there. You know. Yeah, I mean, playing it out is what they they've been told to do. But I, I mean, that's just a, it was suicide. It's suicide. You you either try and play properly or you play the odds. Yeah. And if you if you're gonna play a ball into there, you just make sure you're playing to your own man. And it was e even if the intended target had got the ball, it had played him right into trouble. Yeah. So it just it, it was bad decision making. You know, yes, play out if you can, but if you can't, get shut. Don't yeah. put somebody else in trouble to follow the mantra. Yeah, I thought Adam's uh, match report very accurate. Very little happened in the first half. There was a moment I think where they away and thought we'd actually scored. Uh, the ball seemed to trickle towards the goal. I don't know if any of you remember that. Yeah. There was only two chances of any note. The one, the goal there scored, and that one, very drab affair. Second half, like Adam pointed out, it, it took us to go 2 0 down before we started playing. And it's a mentality issue that, and Caldwell said it himself, we've got to start playing that from the beginning of games. I thought Davis was superb. Okay. He, he was their best player by a mile on Saturday. Caused them lots and lots of problems, was a threat, especially in the second half. I mean, he didn't get much supply in the first half. But the disappointing thing is the, the manner of the goals were conceded. That last goal, we was too relaxed. Burnett had just been sent off. We should have been, we should have been ready for it. The wall was relaxed even before the free kick was took. I mentioned that to him, mate. There was big holes in the wall. No one was standing tall, looking to get a block on it. But they pl actually played it wide from the 
free kick, there was no one within ten yards of her player. I think it, you don't actually see it on the highlights, but there's no one within ten yards, and then they play another short ball, no pressure on him. Someone effortively tries blocking the ball. They've got two men running in the back post, not marked tightly. Then the ball drops to their striker six yards out again, unmarked. And it's the last minute of a game when you fought back so well, 2 0 down, and we threw it away. Um, but the pleasing thing was we did, we was trying to go on and win the game. I mean, if you know if we, if we didn't lose the ball at the pitch. We would have been in a good position ourselves to score and get the winner, but it wasn't to be. But all in all, very entertaining. It was very entertaining, I think, as well. Like you're saying at the end, we should have just, as soon as Barnett got sent off, we just shushed up the shot. Yeah. Stick Craig Davis back into that back four and just defending it perfectly. So, was what, <clears throat> three minutes left at that point? Well, we was going into injury term time, weren't we? Yeah. Just hold on, because it changed the dynamic of the way that we were playing. So if we should be taking off Daniels, we'd already made that tactical change. All we need to do was just hold on. You know, two all with ten men after being 2-0 down would have been a cracking result. Do you not think there was an element of, oh, we did this last week, we can do it again? Well, yeah, I think so that you've, still got to de- you've still got to defend properly, yeah. though, and that, we didn't do that. That was the frustrating thing. <laughs> we've, we've left every, every aspect of every touch of that move where they scored was poor. The, the initial... Wall, what was set was poor. No, no one tight enough to their players. What was out wide? We should have at least one man tight on them. And then, all oh, right, they've got a man spur and they've got free kick twenty-five yards from goal. So it might be expected that they might have, you know, a spur man, I suppose. But it's just the way we wasn't. There was nowhere near them in any aspect of, of it, and it was no surprise that they scored. Why do you think that happened then? Like my. Is it because we're lacking somebody at the back or somebody on the pitch with the nose and the authoritative voice to show to say, look lads, this is what we need to do? Do you think, like I wasn't there so I couldn't see how animated the bench were getting after 2-2, but do you think the messages were coming from the bench to say, look, let's show it up at the back? Or was it a case of, we can win this, so let's press forward? combination of the two wasn't it you know it was there was obviously the direction there because that's obviously came throughout the game but from players to fans after what we've seen the week before we're thinking you know we can go on and get this we're all singing it you know we're going to win 3-2 you know we did believe that we're going to go on and win it Um, but I think we got into that mentality and maybe I don't know that free kick whether it was thinking we'll win this ball back counter attack and you know get the third and then shut up shop um, for me, I think we should have took that step back and just said, "Well, you know, two all, lost a man." Yeah, just got to do the fundamentals, or you've got to, got to get tight. Well, so, what is it with the away form? Right? Is it the way the team's set up, or are, are we approaching the? Something interesting. What Caldwell um, said, so he was on BBC Manchester during the week, and he spoke about the away form, and he said. Um, what he did say is, I can't read it because I've got my glasses. <laughs> 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 so Dan's going to read it for us. Caldwell said, a big scale, and I think away from home, that's where we're going to find that. When yeah. we go, we're, we're a big scalp. Yes. Yeah. When we go to stadiums like Port Vale on Saturday, the fans are up for it, the team's up for it, it's the big game of the season. We have to learn to deal with that. Is that true? 
Well, we get <laughs> the onus is on us at home, and I think we come out with the pressure of our own fans and we're attacking from the off. But I think the away games, it's like we're going in our shell. I think that's that's what I think. It's a mentality. You're actually trying to kill the game off and, and, and frustrate them. Well, that, that sort of possession like, We didn't have a plan in that first half, to be honest. We are, we are going as like a proper away team, aren't we? Not, not expecting to get anything and yeah. that kind of thing. Which I, I think, you know, we have got this mentality of being, well, not this mentality, but this reputation of being the big club, the team that teams want to be. The scout. Yeah, we? the scout. We should be going in and kind of taking our home form away. Yeah. And Gareth? I think there's a time to wake up from this, really, isn't there? The fact of the matter is we've gone away to... League One grounds four times this season and managed to go 2 0 down four times this season uh, due to obviously ourselves. Now, I was saying to outside before, some of the goals you've got to stand back and say, fair play, great goal. But how many of these goals that we've conceded out of those nine goals, you look at them on the internet, and four of them are absolute donations. Yeah. You know, they are absolute ridiculous <coughs> goals to give away. McCann is one who, on two or three occasions, what on earth is he doing? Richard O'Donnell shouted at him last week when he gave that ball away, you know. I don't want to single him out because I think the, the thing is, the team's attitude, the game plan, the strategy, to go 2-0 down four times away from home says it isn't right. There was something that Adam pointed out, if we go back to his match report, he said... We were masters of our own downfall, and I think that's a good thing because as long as we're the masters and we have the power to pull it back round again, then then there's definitely hope. So I I view that as a good thing. I think <laughs> in in a roundabout way. I'm sick of going two goals behind. They're away from home every week. We're away. You know we need to be shoring up. I mean obviously old Donald's come with a reputation of 20 old clean sheets. So he's you know obviously had a decent defence. Surely we should be able to implement that and move it forward. A lot of draws last season, Walsall, aren't they? they, they so they obviously play, must have been playing a very tight game yeah. uh, and constricting the opposition. Maybe away from home, that's how we should, we should uh, line up. Because there's something wrong with that. Like, like everybody seems to agree the fact that we've fallen two goals down before they're waiting up for Sauls. You know, it, 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 it's bad. Well, but our, our goal difference shows that we're banging them in at the other end as well to match. Because we're on zero, aren't we? Currently on zero. Yes. Which, for me, is a, is a bit of a comfort. However, I'm fully agree with Gareth. We've only scored five away from home, Mick. Uh, away from home, yeah. But at the same time, though, I agree with Gareth with saying, like, 2 0 down. How many times have we ended up in that situation? You know, it, it, it is quite scary because it seems to be that we're only responding when we're going behind. Yeah. Probably. Well, the first two away games, we were 2 0 down and we, we didn't come back, did we? No. Uh, we were dead and buried. But at least in the, in the next two away games, they've put a bit of a fight on it and they've, yeah. they've responded. Now maybe Corwell's learning a lot about himself and his team and, and, and things are happening. Well, it was unfortunately with injuries too on Saturday, weren't we? I mean, yeah, with Harris going off. The timing that they happened just before half-time, etc. Uh, and it throws you, your plans in, yeah. in, in, out then, doesn't it? Well, we've got a bit of a problem now, haven't we? And we're picking a lot of injuries up. Picking a yeah, lot it's Morgan's still out, isn't he, as well? Junior's missing. Uh, now we've got uh, Barnett's going to be out with uh, the red card yeah the lad off Spurs he was he's, he's not coming back is he what's happened back? with uh, Paddy McCarthy Is that I've not heard anything at all yes it might be uh, might be revisited that or we might yeah. look for something 
I mean, one thing I, I took from Saturday is that we had a plan B. And, you know, and Caldwell wasn't afraid to make that change. You know, like say, Daniels was neither in nor there, but he recognised that, made that change, and you know, we started. Was he surprised that, that that helped a lot of people? Because when Grigg came on, Craig I was just going to mention Grigg. Was you surprised when he made the change initially and he didn't bring Grigg on? He brought, yeah, yeah, brought the young lad on, didn't he? Yeah, but they, you get the argument then, because you know, he, he's allowed to change the game last week, so... Yeah, I was just saying, was, was it... Yeah, maybe it was involved in a lot of the build-up... During the week. In the week, mm. uh, and the other lad was... He, know, he's, you know, he knows the, what the game plan was. Griggs come back probably, mm. what, Thursday? Only had probably two days training. And did they play Ireland? They played Monday, didn't they? Sunday. Oh, did they? Sunday, Sunday yeah. Yeah. Was that their second game? Oh, so he's yeah. had a full week build-up. Yeah. He was back for Team Photo, wasn't he? He's on that... He's on that, is he pulling so somebody's ears? He's an inch taller than he is. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, he, he improved it a lot when he came on. Yeah. Because they on the well, first half. <laughs> in the <laughs> first half. We, we that was quite funny, I know. Can we, we, can we just make <laughs> point of that one instead? That was excellent. Thank you. Got the it. only good joke I've ever made on this podcast. A round of applause for that. Yeah. You've been sarcastic, Shirley. I miss it. Don't call me Shirley when I'm not. <laughs> yeah, my apologies, Paul. When they made the changes, suddenly Perkins and McCann seemed to get a grip of the middle. Yeah. And, and, and we were winning, winning the ball in the middle of the park and being able to suddenly use it and do stuff with it. And first, we didn't even get near it. They were just walking through midfield without challenges coming. And I think it, something was fundamentally wrong. I mean, I wasn't in a position to pick it out from where I was stood but some of us not right no I'll tell you what has impressed me though uh, following this defeat our fans have not gone into total meltdown <laughs> not total meltdown the one or two going into meltdown but the total meltdown that we got after uh, like especially the Gillingham game away it's, it's not it's not happened uh, another positive thing is Coldwell's identified problems in the last two games and fixed it now what he's got to do is implement that from the beginning yeah. of the match. <laughs> but like I said, he's learned on the job, but that's another pleasing bit. And we've got a lot of fight <coughs> in us. Yeah, we have a lot of fight. Maybe it's, it's that away game, isn't it? I mean, it's different away from home. Well, one thing that didn't really work for, I didn't think was working was wing-backs. You know, I thought James and Kenny mm. had very poor games. On you Saturday. Know, yeah, yeah, and maybe, yeah. but then when we changed that system... Yeah, because that, that little winger was was running riot yeah. on there and once they changed it he stopped he, he stopped yeah. running riot shutting down didn't we yeah. that was it to me it looked like every every time they were in a position they were at least 10 yards out of position both of them well uh, not just them two the two in the midfield what was in Pezia like the lad who scored the big lad up from he's only 20 he's only a kid him, that's he's on from, from Watford he's on loan from Watford yeah, yeah. he's a big lad not that much he's not he's Easy chance, if you ask me. Ball drop for him, six yards out. If you're missing that, it's time to wrap up, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, caught talking and wrapping up. Let's get. Oh, uh, just before we we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. We finish that. Two things. One, the kids that that were causing aggro at the end deserved everything they got because they weren't looking for it. But there was a point where. <laughs> what was that? Um, there was a couple of kids looking for a looking for a bit of a scrap at the end. I think they ended up with a kicking off the stewards. But there was a point where one of the kids was walking up and there was a... Sh he didn't realise this. He was walking along the road, empty seats. 
he didn't realise that a steward had come round behind him and the steward being really clever like stewards are tried to do a f he tried to jump over the row of seats he, he was right behind this kid he tried to jump onto the, the lower row the ne next row down and grabbed the kid at the same time and he just went flying and you know it, it was hilarious you know, he, he, he got up and he was alright but it was, honestly it was hilarious because uh -huh. he was trying to be dead clever and grab this kid and show this kid who's boss and he just went flat on his face Excellent. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, you make that sound like shite now, but these were all these. These will tell you it were funny. Was it funny? It was funny. Yeah. yeah. Alex, yeah. No. Was it like a, a Laurel, Laurel and Adam? Yeah, a nice yeah. comedy sketch. Yeah. yeah, it was one of them where if you put it, if you put it on YouTube, it'd get a, a uh, Harry Hills. It'll be alright yeah. on the night, whatever it is. If you do it, it's on it. If you put it on YouTube, that. Right. Okay. Well, let's leave Port Bell behind. We'll give them a walloping when they come here get our own back. We'll do that picture again, yeah. Catherine, yeah. on uh, Dickie. Yeah. Yes, yeah. some of the Port Vale fans have been emailing my sister yeah. information, so that was kind of you to put the information out. Yeah, it was brilliant, that, wasn't it? For those who don't know, uh, Catherine's brother-in-law's uncle used to play for Port Vale, and uh, a little bit of a sad sad story, really. He died at 45, didn't yeah. he? He was a heavy yeah. smoker, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so... But he, uh, he was a bit of a legend down there, wasn't he? Nine yeah, seasons yeah, with him. Yeah. And, he, and he got to the FA Cup semi-final as well. Yeah. yeah excellent stuff. We was on holiday on a cruise, we'd just come back, and there was a Stoke fan, just going off subject, and he was talking to my brother-in-law, and he, he knew Dickie Cunley, because he played for Stoke for a year as well. Why did they call him Dickie, did you know? I've no idea. I think it's a Jack John thing. It's got Tricky, tricky Dickie. Yeah. Because he was a winger. Tricky, he was a Tricky Dickie, that's where it come from. Anyway. Was his name Richard? No, his name no. was John. John, Jack, Jack or Dickie. But they call him Jack, Jack or Dickie. It gets confusing. Yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll move on. Yeah. Right, uh, I mentioned earlier on, I've already got a call well, on uh, Radio Manchester. He had a bit of a Q&A and a &A phone in. This is just uh, an announcement for anybody who missed it. It's available pre uh, as a recording. You can Jimmy Wag show, you can get onto Manchester Radio, BBC Manchester, and, and listen to it. Quite interesting. But also... On Thursday this week, Thursday the 17th, there's a Q&A session with Latics Chairman David Sharp via Twitter. So if anybody fancies uh, throwing some questions at our Chairman, you can do so via Twitter, but you've got to use the Latics official uh, Twitter account to do it, to put your questions to him. And hashtag oh. Ask David Sharp. Yeah, thank so, you, Dan. So it's not tweet the tweet. No, it's tweet or, the tweet. Or tweet the tweet. Yeah, you've got, uh, and it's, it's going to be a live session, so they say, but they want your questions in beforehand. Is it going to be video recorded? Like Roberto did? Yes. I don't know. Okay. I don't know, I've just seen it. So, How do you video record it? What's well, Twitter session? Get a video camera. Put yeah. a video camera watching pressing buttons. I well, suppose so. <laughs> you'd answer the questions to a camera. No, I think it's a good idea. It's, I think it's excellent. Now. It's, he says he wants to do it so there's openness. And he's trying his hardest, he still gets a bit of steak on it. And he's had a lot of stick about the 100 points, and even Carl will give him some steak. But yeah, yeah. Well, he said <laughs> he wants 100 points, not he'll get 100 points. But, uh, when he said he that... He want 100 points. Yeah, when he said <laughs> that, I was buzzing that night. I thought, that's, that's what I want to... I don't want to hear the chairman say, we're going to have a mediocre season and we're going to finish mid-table and I hope we don't get embroiled in a relegation battle. I don't want to hear him say that, even if he thinks it. I want to hear him say, we want to try and smash the league. We want to, we, that's what we want to do. Yeah. Uh, no matter if, if, if I'm a Wigan Athletic supporter or a Burton Albion supporter, or a blinking 
Crew Alexander supporter. I think it's for your chairman to want the best for your club. That's what it's about. Anyway, I don't Good understand. Point. It's Good just point. me. I just don't understand uh, people whinging about it. Well, I think whatever he'd have said, it would have been a stick for people to attend. Yeah, you're, yeah. Not on, you're not on your own. It's the easiest thing to do to criticise a football club that's just lost the match. Yeah. Right, OK. Yeah, it's just a question of pick which stick you want to beat them with. Talking football matches, we've got a big game on Saturday when we face um, a team we've not seen in Wigan since uh, 1976, 17th of April 1976, uh, in the Northern Premier League days, and uh, just for the sake of a nice pun, uh, Mick will do the Fleetwood uh, preview this week, so it's Mick's Fleetwood <laughs> preview. <laughs> so over to you Mick. Well most people that I know have all visited Blackpool either for a day, a saucer little weekend, or for a jolly with the kids to the pleasure beach. But how many of us have actually jumped on one of those famous Blackpool trams? You know, especially in Blackpool when it's been chucking it down, there's been nothing to do. And so you decide to take the kids up the road on the tram and gone to Fleetwood. I've been to Fleetwood. Have you? Well, Not well. one of them trams, I went in a van and delivered some paint to a marine supply So, Fleetwood, this weekend's opponents, the Cod Army. Fleetwood, famous for TVR cars. And fish. Fish. And also, uh, the biggest single employer in uh, Fleetwood is Loft Houses. Now, they make some very famous throat lozenges. Now, I've never sucked a fisherman's friend, but I've been out with a boy who has. Right? And it's also the home of that colossus in the music industry. I think we all know who this fellow is. The giant of a man in the musical business. Yes, well done, Barry. Alfie Boa. Alfie Boa, you know that clack warbler, thopera singer as we say down here. You never heard of Alfie Boa? No. Oh, I don't know. You, you, you're Philistines, a lot of you. Uncultured. No. I thought okay. you were going to say Mick Fleetwood for a minute. Well, <laughs> if, 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 well Mick Fleetwood was actually said, born in Red Ruth. So if you said you Alfie Boa, I would have heard of him, but there you go. Bye, yeah. come on, Mick. Okay, on. Excellent. Rest. Now, there's been a football team kicking around in uh, Fleetwood since the late 1880s. Now, but the original Fleetwood FC only came about in existence in about 1908. Now, they've been based at their elegantly named home of Highbury since 1934. And they played in their strip of red shirt with white sleeves. Now, that's where all the similarities with their very famous London club who used to play at uh, Highbury. And that's where all the similarities end. The red and white kit was introduced as part of a sponsorship deal with a local fishing trawling company. Now, that's important in the life and history of Fleetwood, right? Because this money that came into the club actually got some minor successes, especially in the 1920s where they won the Lancashire Junior Cup, the Lancashire Combination Championship. And in the 1930s, they actually put together three combination cup wins. Marvellous, absolutely marvellous. Did they play in Wigan Borough then? They might have done, but that was before Wigan Athletic came into existence in 32. And then they spent many, many, many years in mediocrity. You know, various leagues, falling out of um, administration, etc. And then came the war. Not the Second World War, or the Korean War, or even the Vietnam War. The Cod War. Now those thieving, poaching bunch of Icelandic pirates Right, ripped the fishing fleet from Fleetwood to bits. Now the thing is though, is the significance and importance of that is the fact that they lost sponsorship deals. 
when you rip the heart out of a town, you lose your sponsorship, you lose the money to come to actually games. And Fleetwood actually suffered because of that. So they again went on that roller coaster uh, called Football Club Existence. They ended up in some of the smaller divisions and the basement of football, no man land. You know, those clubs what the tax dodging, um, inland revenue, shouldn't be saying that really, but that's where they all end up anyway because of what they do. But really, the 1970s saw a big slump in Fleetwood's uh, fortunes. However, 1977 saw a phoenix moment in the, the history of Fleetwood Town because they rebuilt, became Fleetwood Town FC and they joined the Cheshire League. They improved on that, and in 1983, they actually contested an FA Vars final at Wembley. However, they lost 3-1 to Ailes Owen. And in 1987, they actually helped to form the first division of the Northern Premier League. Now, we've been in the uh, Football League then for, what, eight years? So, we're, we're ahead of them, we're ahead of them on that. So, having risen through the Football's Forgotten Leagues, and having had more name changes than Elizabeth Taylor... Fleetwood made good progress from the lower echelons of the Wilderness Leagues. They actually got three promotions in four years. Well done, well done uh, Fleetwood. And having played, uh, played around with the Unibond League, the Blue Square Premier, and the league where we're not really that good kind of league, they finally made it into the Football League in 2011-2012 as actual champions of the Football Conference. I hasten to add though, Mr Fleetwood's that it was 32 years after Wigan had actually gone through the same kind of uh, process. Fleetwood currently have a squad of 41 registered players, of which I like to think, well not like to think, so I would like to say and, and uh, Herald, 28 of them are actually English. There's one Welsh lad, two French lads, a Jamaican, one Yank and one Icelander. Oh. <laughs> Eggert Jonsson oh. Now Eggert is the son of Jonsson the Codwarrier Who was a 1970s famous pirate poaching son of a <laughs> so, but, but to heal diplomatic relations They've actually taken him on and given him a squad number Somebody else who almost got a squad number at Fleetwood the pre-season Was Joey Barton Joey Barton was actually training with Fleetwood just before the season started Now can anybody else name any real famous people from Fleetwood? I'll start you off. Jean Rigby. Jean Rigby, the Mesa Soprano. You all know her, don't you? Oh, you need to get some culture, you guys. Something else that's very famous from Fleetwood is the one-way system. Now, we're not talking about the one-way system of traffic. We're talking about an actual rock band called one-way system. And the other top rock band from there is Kiss the Gypsy. Got all, I've got all their records out. Have <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody ever heard of the group Tea Party? The Canadian rock band the Tea Party? No? Well, no. neither have I, and I don't care. <laughs> but famous people to come from um, Fleetwood. Cardinal William Allen. How many Cardinal Allen skills have you heard of throughout the country? Um, um, well, he was a Catholic Cardinal. The least said about him, the better, because he was a right rogue and renegade. Um, <clears throat> famous actress. Famous actress called Kelsey Beth Crossley. She was in Emmerdale. Yeah, Emmerdale. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Though, no. But, uh, no, she was uh, one of the uh, love childs of um, one of the. Um, oh, I forgot his name. King. Thingy King. Anyway, Dan Porsche, the famous jazz musician. Now, some people must have heard of him. Uh, international. Oh, I'm good. Great. Sid Little. Hey, right, moving on, <laughs> moving on quickly then. And to finish, 
Remember those Loch Ness posters, them Loch Ness pictures? Oh, yes. The guy who took those uh, pictures there, Frank Searle, what heralded from Fleetwood. Oh. So we welcome the Cod Army on, on Saturday. And I'm sure somebody else has got more interesting facts about well, it. Oh, no, so so no, 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 when they actually started the rising through the league, though, that was uh, due to a bit of finance, wasn't it? There was a fall list in the Blackpool boardroom, which is quite surprising because the Blackpool boardroom is, is a stable boardroom. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know. As we, you know, so we don't... Oh, just yes, a stable. Yeah. But the thing is, though, <laughs> with Fleetwood, once they actually got someone who had a real genuine interest and passion for the club, put them on a stable footing, they actually did very, very well. Mm. However, when you actually got some people coming into the club who saw, aha, I can see some land here that I could possibly sell on, then that's when board, uh, boardroom disagreements... Yeah, but they, they had a quite a bit of... A friend of mine used to play properly with Tom Cahill. He, um, he was the leading goalscorer this season. He got promoted up to the conference. Ooh. And uh, they well, paid him big money. The other name he's missed off that list is Glen Owen. Who? Glen Owen. You must have heard of him, mate. Come on, he's, he's, he's as famous as anybody on you. He's not. He's not that Colonel Lawrence. No, no. He's a lad I went to uni with. It was a Fleetwood fan. Oh no. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we played Fleetwood was uh, uh, when was that, mate? You said seventeenth of April. Uh, 1976. Yes, yeah, you said that. that. And was in the Northern Premier League. That's the season they went bust, wasn't it? And they fell, they fell out of. Uh, yeah, but they resurrected themselves yeah. the year after. Now, the team that day was. Uh, the, the team that day uh, had some, as far as the Lassets are concerned, had, had some uh, legendary names on. And there's one or two names that you might be surprised to hear as well. Yes, would you like me to read those out, Barry? Yeah, please, Dan. This yeah. is courtesy, uh, I must say, of uh, Rob Prescott, who's emailed this in. Uh, for us, uh, it's a nice little point that Rob's okay. Thank you, Rob. We have number one, Peter Eels. Number two, Goals, do you ever remember him? In Nets for us, in I don't remember him. Peter Eels. Peter Golfer. We've got number two, Tommy Gore. Number three, Steve Prescott. Number four, Keith Braithwaite. Five, Joe Hinnigan. Joey, yeah. Six, Ian Gillibrand. Yeah. Seven, seven Jimmy Garrett. Eight, Mickey Wozick. 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 Another Sorry. legend. Showing my age yeah. now. Nine, John Rogers. Another legend. Ten, Johnny King. A, a big legend. Number eleven, Dave Aspinall. And the substitute was Ray Wilkinson. Ray Wilkins, son. <laughs> uh, yes, attendance 937. Now, that's not a bad guess, is it, for the Premier League? What, 937? Nine, nine, sorry, 937. I mean, looking at that team, I think that we probably put out a bit of a mix and match team, though, as uh, they were bottom of the table when we played them that day. What was the score, Dan? Was it 3 0? I bet it was Johnny Rogers and Mickey Wussick. I, 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 I yes. guess that. Was yes, it, it was. Oh. You went How did you guess? I read it before. <laughs> so I remember typing it up. Yeah, so Fleetwood uh, Insane. Have you got any stats on this season, Gareth? Do you know what they're up to? Uh, I'm afraid no. Oh, that's excellent, that. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually, yes. Yeah, I know we have. Yeah. David so, Ball, uh, who was training with us when you mentioned Joey Brown training in the pre season, does striker David Ball was training with us pre season. We almost signed him, I believe, but go on. Anyway. Well, they currently sit 13th in the league with 9 points, having played 7 games, won 2, drawn 3 and lost 2, with 11 goals scored and 9 against. 
obviously I've got the results. Do you, would you like me to read them? Who's right? the manager? We know the manager quite well, don't we? Ex Preston. Yes, Graham Alexander. Graham Alexander, Alexander yeah. yes. Doing a good job. Yes. But did they start off the season okay, did it, didn't they? They started off the season with a draw, a loss, and two wins. Yeah, not bad. Wasn't his first game in charge the, um, just before the playoff finals? Oh, the, uh, surprisingly enough, they'd secured promotion, Fleetwood, uh, and they sacked the manager, and Graham Alexander took over from them. It was a, there was a, some weird circumstances just prior to him taking over. I don't know about that. Yeah. 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 They seem to have a, a, a chequered history with the managers. Mm. Sorry, I interrupted you there, Gareth. I do apologise. No, not at all. Excellent. Lossing, it must be uh, Lossingers, which, uh, why did they make them very for you? What, what were they made for? For the trawler men, weren't it? Yeah, for the cold weather. Right, let's have some predictions. When you smell them, when you suck them, they give off a smell, it's to get rid of the smell of the bloody fish that's in that town. Right. And you can smell from miles out. If you get about three miles away, you can bloody smell it. Before we go to predictions, uh, we've got a new feature uh, set in this week, and it's Ooh. Simon's Odds Checker. So, what Simon's going to do is, he's a man who likes a bet. Am I right though? Yep. I can tell that because you've got one of them hats on with them things sticking out of it. <laughs> you keep waving your hands, don't you? Yeah. You're yeah. talking funny. Tic That's the one. Tic Tac. So, what's the, uh, what's the odds for Saturday's game, Si? Well, we're favourites to win at 10 to 11 with Fleetwood. 3 to 1 to win. I thought it was an afternoon kicker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're on to our favourite. Yeah, uh, draw 23 to 10. First goal scorer, they've gone big on Wigan. In fact, the first <laughs> six goal scorers are all Latics players. Uh, shortest odds on Wilbury at 5 to 1. First goal. Um, they're backing Latics to win comfortably. A 2 0 Latics one at 9 to 1. But 2 0 Latics win is at 9 to 1. Um, Wigan Wigan half time full time gets you 11 to 5 and both teams to score is 8 to 11 right well the last time they scored away um, they scored 4 goals at Bury which was the third game of the season so cool. they've, uh, they've, they've not scored away since then so maybe that's why they're a bit shot shy away from home yep Maybe we're going to give up two goals start like we do away. <laughs> no, we all know. We all know. Well, let's get let's get some predictions then. Catherine. Two two. Right. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> two two. Is that your university score? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's not nice, Dan. Sorry. I think it was university. My apologies. I think it was university. So yeah. <laughs> No, hey, listen, I like that. It was, it was quite quick, that. That's two jokes. I've got three. Three. Right, go on, Dan. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Monsters score. A 3-1 Wigan. Ah, excellent. Paul? We're tall, mate, so we're not going to concede. So I'll go 2-0 Wigan. Get me 9-1. I'm a Paul here. I think we'll keep another clean sheet. I think we're very tight at all. But I think it's still going to be a close game. I'm going for a 1-0 win. Huh? I'm, going, I'm very confident actually this week. I'm going to say 3 0. Sam? 2 0 Latics. I'm going to go on that one, yeah. Clean sheets. Yeah. Uh, 1 0 oh. Wigan. 1 0 Latics. Gareth? Clean sheets the most important, but a Latics win. Yeah, I don't care what the score is. Long to yeah. win. I, I, I think we might have a bit of a problem this week because of our, our defence. I think we're going. He might go 4-4-2. Four, four, 
Well, when he's been uh, going four four two, he's when we've been shaping up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think four four two is the best formation. Yeah, we'll be all right. Considering. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go, in that case, I'll go for five nil Leicester. Fair enough. That's it. Right, so we're, we're quite confident about about this. I'm going to say the surprise thing on Saturday is going to be Holt coming off the bench to score the winner. He's played today, hasn't he? Come on, Holt. Come on, Holt. Right, uh, just a bit of any other business before we knock everything on the head this evening. On Sunday, the day after the Fleetwood game, there is a um, charity bike ride to Southport from the DW Stadium. If anybody wants to join us... Please feel free to turn up at ten. Uh, well, at quarter to ten on Sunday morning for the photo shoot, and then we're off to Southport. Um, if you want to get the train on, once you've got there, you can put your bike on the train. There's no problem. And uh, we're doing it for Lexi May Brown, who suffers from uh, a condition called Edwards Syndrome, which is trisomy 18, uh, and it's a life debilitating condition so she's a little wigging girl her mum and dad are Latics fans so uh, you've got a professional and amateur route I see as well and we've got a professional oh. route and an amateur route yeah at this moment in time I'm highly doubtful which I'm absolutely gutted about because I've been to hospital today because I've had an accident playing walking football of all things so uh, I just hope I've injured my foot so I just hope it's going to be alright for Saturday I'll be gutted if so, I can't make it Office on after Saturday so I can get them to the ground first of all. You could use a motorbike. I could go on a barge, Dan. Yeah. Go on a barge. Um, anybody got any other business who wants to bring up before we finish? There is a special uh, Joan Carlos Garcia dedication. Yeah. But, um, we all wish him all the best. And, um, I think they're like presenting a check, aren't they? They're half time. Who's that, Jay Whittle? Yeah. Yeah, so Jay Whittle is presenting a chat. I think they're doing an applause on the 23rd minute, because that's his squad number. And that's on Saturday, isn't it? Saturday, yeah. And I also believe if you tweet the club, they'll put your email, or you might put your message in. Has anybody sent one in? I've sent a message in from us a lot, by the way. No, I've sent one in with you from us a lot. Yeah. Yes, you did, yeah. Because I did for you, yeah. And you did too, Dan. I've asked like 23, I just thought it would be a bit different. Oh. Yeah, because that's his number. Right, everybody happy? Right. Yeah, we're we feeling alright. We've, uh, we've ten games gone, seven games gone now. We're sent to the table. We've won three, lost three, drawn one. Pretty average, really, isn't it? Um, Considering you've put a squad together from scratch, it, it, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's, I don't not, think it's, it's bad. not great, but it's no. not bad. We've put a bit for the league and won every game, but pick up the away form, we'll be right. Yeah, better than we started last season, and we supposedly have better players now. Yeah, well, you, you, you're not wrong there. See, Emma, you scored, didn't you? Uh, for Huddersfield, mm. and then went off injured. Hey, hey, Hughes. Good case. Exactly, exactly. Um, right, well, on that note. It's, uh, it's a good night from me, and it's a good yeah, night from us. Sayonara. <sighs> <laughs>